The following audio is via a Skype call. Soak it up. It's your last chance for a hug for a few days. It's Manson Mitchell on the weekend with Gary Manson's Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to power up your day. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Kramer. Hi, everybody. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. Together, we are Manson Mitchell in your ears for the hour if our luck holds up. And of course, all that depends on the Herculean efforts weekend in and weekend out of the man who prefers to be called the, the dude. dude. To us, he's Mike Roberge. Michael, how are you today, sir? Good morning, guys. And how are you? Uh, I was talking to Suzanne earlier, and it sounds like uh, the threat of the big storm It might be uh, just deflating a little bit on your end. It's moving away from us. It's it's going to go into Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, but it looks like at least the west coast of Florida, the Gulf side of Florida, is going to just get kind of a normal rainy, windy day. And that means we're going to be picking up palm fronds on Tuesday and Wednesday. That's when the landscapers show up Wednesday, and we should get through it all right. So we are grateful for that, but also mindful that when it moves away from us, oftentimes it doesn't merely spin out into the Atlantic. It heads somewhere else up the coast. So we are thinking about our fellow Southeasterners and the threat that they face. I hope everybody is going to be okay. And Mike, how's everything going with you? I think you've got a summary weekend, you ought to, at the end of August, a summary weekend going in Seattle. Well, we're heading into our, our famous Labor Day weekend with all sorts of stuff going on. Uh, of course, a bumper shoot is uh, sort of midstream, and uh, it's as popular as ever. And there's oh, a f- couple of football games and just uh, lots of traffic. Weather's holding up, so uh, not, uh, not to be worried about it. And uh, a lot of the construction, there's just been a lot of road construction on the freeways primarily uh, this summer. And uh, fortunately, they decided to give everybody the weekend off so uh, folks are able to move around and haven't really seen any of the con- congestion that we've uh, quite often seen over the last uh, several weekends. So uh, we're good to go. I'm glad to hear that. I note the irony whenever Suzanne and I are eating dinner and watching reruns of Frasier. That is so ironic for the main character to be named Frasier Crane, given all the work downtown. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. This is also a good weekend to be out in a kayak on Lake Union. Like, for example, if you lived on a houseboat, you'd tie your kayak right to the dock and then you get in and you could have your morning coffee <laughs> that way if you can hold your balance <laughs> we've seen that and we know somebody who does that in fact she is our honored guest of this hour we're delighted to have her with us would you like me to read the main props and the pops and all of the good stuff i would i love that this is speaking of popping malia jacobs has that kind of appeal she's a charismatic lady that is my opinion and i'm sticking to it Malia Jacobs is an intuitive consultant who for nearly 20 years, by now I'm sure it's over 20 years because this is a fairly dated biography that I have drawn on, has been working with clients all over the world applying her gift of powerful intuitive artistry. She's quoted as saying, I guess you could say that I'm psychic, but that word doesn't feel like it's a perfect fit for the scope of my work. I am an intuitive life change artist, unquote. Malia Jacobs has been an actor, writer, producer, gratefully recovering alcoholic, daughter, sister, 
advertising executive, teacher, speaker, best friend, workshop leader, business coach, chronic pain manager, mentor, sponsor, counselor, entrepreneur, mediator, wife, and stepmother to two brilliant and talented grown women. Nothing in there, Suzanne, about being a notary public. So nobody has a complete resume. I don't care who you are. Malia learned that when you ask, the universe will deliver what you desire, so directing your desire matters. The universe is also happy when asked to show you just how good it can get. And there is no limit to that goodness, as in there is more than enough and there are infinite ways to access what we need. And so we welcome for the, I don't know how many times we've had this lady on. I didn't look it up. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with four or five. Certainly not a first timer. We're happy to have Malia Jacobs with us today. Malia, my dear, how are you doing? I'm fabulous, Gary. Thanks for having me. Hi, Suzanne. Hello, Malia. Good to hear your voice. Thank I love you. I love this idea of how good can you have it? How good can things be for you? Gary and I were talking about that a little bit this morning and and saying that, you know, our lives are going well, we're very grateful. And, you know, I think when things get too good, we get a little bit worried. Like where's the, where's the shoe gonna drop somewhere? And in my understanding of the work that you do with people is that you look at the stories that they tell themselves and you try to get them to look from a different perspective because in changing their story, they change their life. Have I got that right? Yes, that's correct. Very good. And what what's the process for all of that? Um, you touched on a number of things that uh, I talk about uh, in most all sessions, um, one of the things that you mentioned was, you know, uh, our ability to allow our lives to get really fabulous and avoiding the self-sabotage or, as Gay Hendricks wrote about in The Big Leap, uh, upper limits, which is a form of self-sabotage. So instead of saying, you know, I could easily look around the houseboat here, it's a sunny day in Seattle and uh, everything's lovely, and I could easily say, oh, it doesn't get any better than this. But what have I just done? I've just capped my good. I've just said it doesn't get any better than this. So instead, yep. I switched that up and I turned it into how does it get better than this? Universe, show me. And then I get out of my own way because <laughs> us humans are small-minded creatures. Even the visionaries are small-minded. And I move in the general direction of my dreams. Dream adjacent is perfectly fine. And I'm in glad expectation of all, everything that I desire to come to pass. So my, my desires and expectations are in full alignment. The thing that I see getting folks tripped up with uh, quite frequently is the, uh, conversely, what we're expecting to happen or the stuff that we're expecting to go down in our lives, like the other shoe to drop or a, a wheel to fall off that we're not desirous of. So what I talk a lot about is making sure that our desires and expectations are in full alignment, meaning everything that we're desirous of, we're fully expecting to receive. And everything that we're expecting to receive, we're, in full de we're fully desirous of. What role does language play in the work that you do with people? Because it, it seems to me that people are telling themselves something. And it was just like you were talking about, you know, the upper limits. 
well, if I take away my upper limits, yes, I have a great life. And, you know, what's next and how could it be even greater? Uh, it kind of takes your breath away. But when you're looking at the language, there's the language that your client is speaking. And then there is the language that you are offering them to think about. So, you know, what role does language play in your working with people? It's um, really a critical thing. I often, I just did a session this morning, I just talked up like about five minutes ago, and this very topic came up. Um, years and years ago, I did a neuro-linguistic programming kind of workshop. I was uh, like a practitioner. I've lost all the knowledge of that, but I've kept the practice because words are so powerful. So instead of, I have to do this, it's I get to do this. I get to have the uncomfortable five-minute conversation because I know on the other side of that is freedom. Or I get to go to the gym or I get to wake up early or I get to, you know, take care of this situation because it's going to be, you know, massively beneficial for everyone concerned. Um, when I started my livelihood, I started as an animal communicator and animals are picking up our, you know, telepathic mental pictures. So if I say, don't get on the couch, the mental picture is going to be the dog on the couch. They don't get the don't. Same with the universe. The universe doesn't get the don't part. So we always want to be mindful. We always get to be mindful about our words and how we phrase things in the affirmative, um, the positive reinforcement. So instead of don't get on the couch, it's, you know, stay over here on the ground in this area or stay on the carpeted area or stay in your crate or stay in your in your lane now that I've switched, um, quickly switched over to working with people and high-performance folks. Stay in your lane. Find a runway and set her down. Um, move in the general direction of your dreams. More is always revealed. Grace is your sufficiency. You are fully funded. It's uh, Words are really powerful. When we name a dog skids, guess what that dog does? Or when we name a cat um, puddles, guess what that behavior problem is? inappropriate elimination, which is the most difficult thing that I have ever handled with cats. And then with dogs, it's been dog aggression, just in my animal communication past, which has kind of circled back around recently. So very timely question. I did not know, Malia, that you worked with animals. I used to have pets aplenty there in Seattle. And before that, when I lived in Las Vegas for five years, I had a couple of dogs, a cat that adopted us. I was in another relationship at the time. I had, it was almost Noah's Ark, certainly a menagerie. I think the, the high water mark of um, rodents was when we had eight rats that we took from pet stores so that they wouldn't wind up in the belly of a snake there. Oh. And they turned out to be beautifully intelligent, curious, and loving creatures, extraordinarily so. I didn't have that expectation the first time a rat showed up <laughs> because my partner at the time worked for veterinarians. And so that was a great experience. And how I wish that I had the ability to look more deeply into animal nature, various natures, depending on the species, in order to understand what they were trying to communicate to me. Because we interacted a lot, but sometimes I just wasn't sure what they meant. Yeah, that's definitely a thing. Um, for folks that are maybe listening right now who want to communicate with their animal friends, trust that 
they're picking up what we're putting out with those mental pictures and the feelings. So it's a, a mental picture paired with a feeling. Um, there's been, well, of the book, uh, dogs to know when their parents are coming home or when their people are coming home. So it's been, you know, scientifically researched. Um, my dad was a veterinarian. My uncle was also a veterinarian. So from an early age, I was around animals and really aware of the fact that they were communicating with me and I was communicating with them. Um, I think it's having like full faith that that, that that is happening and then acting on that intuitive hit or that information and then that gets validated and then we get some confidence and then we continue to do that and when we do that we're practicing 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 and then next thing you know we become really good at it yes so, indeed in fact you talk about their uh, what animals know and the fact that this has been looked into scientifically rupert sheldrake who is in my that's view, the author. one of He's, he's a, a maverick scientist. I like his type. He did a controlled experiment. I, I can only state it roughly. I don't remember all the particulars. Maybe you'll remember this better than myself, Malia. But they actually took a family dog and observed it in relation to its master, the husband, the father in the home. And it got to the point where this dog didn't simply bark when the car was approaching the driveway and daddy was home, right? This dog started going on high alert and barking and looking through the, the uh, living room window at attention when it was proven that the master was leaving work downtown yep. to come yep. home. That's right. <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> the whole time space thing, sometimes trips people up when they learn that 90 to 95 percent of the work that I do is over the phone or Skype or some other means and not in person um, the, and, and then that's a perfect uh, analogy or perfect uh, example of that whole time space thing I can I've done sessions on airplanes in the uh, salon chair getting my hair colored like oh that's your dog and that blanket is really stinky and would really like that ball back that the red one and whoa it's been very fascinating to um just pick up on all that information from the animals who are so wanting to talk to us who are so wanting to tell us things and the fact that it's backed up by science is just it's even better well that is great that's a whole new level of understanding i have about you malia and doing that with animals i guess it, i'm compelled to ask you is it easier for you to work with the animal kingdom than with us ornery humans? Yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> this is a Buck Brenneman quote who I love. He's the original horse whisperer, and it's in the film Buck documentary. Um, I quickly learned that I was not working with people with animal problems. I was working with animals with people problems. So to answer your question, animals are significantly easier to communicate with. They're magnificent teachers. They stay in the present moment. They're not rehashing the rehash in the past, and they're not future tripping like, what happens if this doesn't? When am I going to get the? They're not in that place of worry, which is a form of prayer. And um, so I find that the human stuff spills down onto the animals and to children. So I've heard I've heard I, it I said had, before that animal training is really human training. It to is how to it deal is. with your animals effectively. 
and how to not um, how to set them up for success and not and have good boundaries knowing like let's take ownership of our stuff so it doesn't spill onto them like our worry or like I, I have a horse and when I go to the barn before as I drive onto the property I'm leaving my cares worries whatever is going on in my subconscious or conscious consciousness I leave it in a box because it will be waiting there for me when I'm done so when I am interacting with her I'm self which sets us up sets us both up for success and then I'm writing her so that's the safety factor and there's a lot of things at play that are um, advisable to do that very thing for when we're interacting with our animal friends and the highly sensitive among the population. I've got a question for you, Malia. Have you ever been in a situation, especially with dogs, where the dog is not afraid of thunder and lightning? You know, I, I, I know there's dogs out there that are not afraid of thunder and lightning. And when I was primarily working with animals, um, the, the way I work with animals nowadays has radically shifted. Um, but back in the day, I would get calls for the opposite, for when uh, dogs and cats both had trouble with uh, lightning and thunder and that kind of stuff. So, you know, I had a bevy of tools to, at my disposal and my data, my, you know, data bank to uh, help that situation. So I didn't so much hear about the ones who weren't affected. It's the ones that were affected by it and what the solutions were, were like the thunder jacket and essential oils and uh, homeopathic stuff and tea touch, the telling Linda Tellington Jones tea touch were all really helpful for grounding the animals when, um, you know, before the storm would hit, whether it's a physical storm or uh, an emotional storm. You know, I've seen those thunder jackets on TV and I've been very intrigued by it because, of course, the commercial shows where the dog is nice and quiet when they have their shirt on it. And I was wondering about the difference between a dog being um, upset by something that is maybe uh, in his DNA you know, that is is uh, innate to a, a dog, particularly, versus the fact that they are picking up on the upset of the owners. And I can remember as a small child, I didn't like thunder and lightning. I was scared. I put my head under a pillow and waited for it to go away. And then when I got talked through that, you know, then there, first there was the joke that my dad said, you know, well, that's just God bowling, you know, think of it like bowling <laughs> pins. So, you know, there was that ridiculous mythology, but I eventually not only worked my way out of my childhood fears of thunderstorms, but I actually grew to like thunderstorms where, you know, you could anticipate the thunder, the lightning, the rain, the the intensity of the storm, and it, it wasn't fearful, you know, it didn't make me want to run and hide anywhere. It was like, oh, we got a light show outside. Watching the lightning, watching it go, you know, into the ground, watching it go across the sky in a spider web, it became more fascinating than fearful mm-hmm. 
when I grew out of it. So I'm right. saying, well, are these dogs upset because their people are upset? Yes. Or is it is, is it because of the nature of that particular animal who will be upset by that? I would venture to say, based on my experience, it's 95% of the time, it's the people. They're, and you spoke to something, Suzanne, um, and that's trauma. And I work a lot with uh, mitigating um, and deleting childhood trauma. And when I say childhood, I mean, you know, our brains aren't done being fully developed until we're about 25, 26 years old. So our, our malleable brains can be terribly affected by trauma. So when people have had trauma, animals have had trauma, in their history, and then they get placed in a new home, let's say a dog, then they, they've got some of that stuff going on that just changed their neural pathways, neurons that fire together, wire together, so they could be stuck in a limbic system trauma loop and very stressed out. But then if they're put into a family um, that is harmonious and that has good intact boundaries and knowing where they end and other people begin, that's what I mean by boundaries, then that's going to set that animal up for success. If that animal is placed in a home that has discord and toxicity and boundary failure and trauma upon trauma and children who have been traumatized, then you're going to get that amplified in the animal. And same thing with the children. If there's adults with no boundaries and no rules, boundaries, limitations for um, the animals or the children, then the children are going to get that stuff. It's all carried feelings. So if the, the people aren't owning their fear, their anger, the gift of anger is action. But when they're not feeling the anger because we've been conditioned by the four pillars of society, churches, media, schools, and our primary caregivers, that anger is not okay. Or anger is not okay for women or for children or children are to be seen and not heard. It's all this kind of brainwashing that we've had. It's, like, it's the human condition. If we feel anger, the gift of our true anger is action, like Mothers Against Drug Drivers or John Walsh with America's Most Wanted. Terrible things happened. They went through the grieving process, and then they harnessed their own anger and used it for good. When it's a carried feeling, in other words, when it's the adult's not owning up to that anger, it gets spilled onto the... whomever is underneath. And I don't mean that to be a... Uh, hierarchy thing. I just mean uh, children, animals, anyone in the household or in that that person's immediate orbit that any of those emotions could be spilled off onto. So if that person is not owning that anger, then the anger gets transferred over to the other person and it becomes a carried feeling. And so that anger is anger times a thousand and it turns into rage. So a lot of us are walking around the planet feeling this rage and then we're stifling it and pushing it down because it's not appropriate in our culture to have the rage, and then it shows up in the physical body, and the body keeps it sore. So I do a lot of cleaning up of that in my livelihood with working canines, equine athletes, large exotics. That's the population I work with nowadays um, with the animals. And then with the human clients, definitely uh, deleting the traumas and the you know, repairing the limbic system trauma loop and getting that all resorted. That's with the energy work that I do nowadays. So you hit the nail on the head just now with your question, with the trauma and all that stuff. I want to let our listeners know that with, uh, with all the conversation, which could easily fill this hour and another hour and another hour after <laughs> that, we do want to give 
you folks an opportunity to speak with Malia Jacobs. And you may go, well, about what? You're, you covered so many bases. What would we talk about? Malia, I, I'm going to uh, ask you to indicate how you can be of service. And you've graciously offered your time and your talents to this hour in order to do a public service, to take phone calls from our mm -hmm. listeners if they so choose. Suzanne, in a moment, will give out a couple of numbers as we go to break. And if there is something that people are struggling with, against which they are laboring, like how do I get out of this bad job and into one that fulfills me and brings me more prosperity, it could be something like that. It might be a relationship difficulty. They may have been divorced six months ago and they're still hung up on the X or something like that. If there is a, a general description of your methodology, your meaning, your sense of purpose in helping human beings, we would like to avail people of your services by having you call into the show during the second half hour, which is fast approaching. But having said that, Malia, I did want to ask you this. I'm very curious about this. Why do you suppose, with all the problems, with all the trouble that we human beings can create for ourselves and each other, why do you suppose that the human species requires approximately a quarter century to fully grow a brain, to reach mental maturation after a quarter century when it's relatively rare. Obviously, we all have heard people and know people even today who live to 100 or older, but typically a person doesn't make it to 100. And yet we, we all seem to spend 25 years trying to get our mental act together. Why would it take so long in evolutionary terms, do you think? Wow. I am not even going to pretend to know what I believe about that. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, you know, I... I Here's what I do know is that I have beliefs around things and I know their stories. So if someone were to ask me, how, how, how is it that you are able to do the work that you do? I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't know how I'm able to do it. I just know how it shows up and I do my level best to trans translate the information I receive. Um, knowing full well that we're all kind of putting stock into these stories. So if we're, feeling like we're in job jail or um, not being fully fulfilled with our uh, livelihood, excuse me, then words are powerful, so I want to be mindful of my, my choice of words here. Sure. Um, if, if we're dissatisfied with any element of our life, it's okay. There's, there's good news because if, if we're dissatisfied, that's useful information. And we are awake and aware and at choice, and we get to change the narrative. We could, if we're all making up stories, if all us humans have at least one addiction, and that's to thinking, we all have a thinking problem because we've got the prefrontal cortex, and that's where we get into a predicament. It's all that thinking, thinking. So if we're <laughs> making up stories to begin with, let's make up better stories for ourselves. Because it's all beliefs that we're putting stock into. So a large part of what I do is write the ship, shift the consciousness. That's what my book is about. It's about shifting the consciousness to drop those stories that we get conditioned or by the human condition to change the narrative, to change the outcome, to change your experience in this moment right now. Because this morning's gone, tomorrow doesn't exist right, right now. All we have is this moment right now. So what can we do right now? 
that's going to yield us the largest ROI, the largest return on our investment of our time, our money, and our talents. We're, that's we're very well said. We're powerful. Well, we are. We're far more powerful than we know. I would say, just because it occurs to me, taking the metaphysical view of life as I do, and as I know you do, there is the term, maybe it originated with Ralph Waldo Emerson, not sure about that, I think he coined it, but the state of divine discontent. If you're in a state of divine discontent, you are already shifting into a neutral space where you're exploring your opportunities, surveying your options, and deciding which is the better course for me to take if I want to be happier, if I want to mate, if I want a different job, if I want to live in a different city. All of these things are subject to some cogitation, some conscious thought, but the the underlying forces, what moves us, what drives us like a computer program in the background may be responsible for that feeling of divine discontent, like something isn't quite right and I need to look into it. Exactly. In that session earlier today, I was talking about um, not confusing boredom with contentment, because sometimes us humans get, we, we think we're feeling bored when it's really contentment, and sometimes we're really feeling, feeling bored and unsettled. Um, the powerful thing is to remember that we're awake and aware and at choice, and it's all useful information. The feeling restless, irritable, and discontent, that's useful information and we get to change the narrative we get to change our our thoughts our thought patterns we get to it's the micro habits the micro discipline um that that saves the day it's placing our thoughts to a high place and moving in the general direction of our dreams knowing full well that more is always revealed dream adjacent is plenty good we can course correct along the way and that's that's the journey of life and i think you know i use the metaphor of a a sailing boat and uh, a train. The train's left the station. Y'all are the train. Gary, you're the train. Then you've got your own train. We sometimes think we're at the mercy of externals and that we're, we're, you know, at the whim of a strong gust of wind or somebody else's decision making or whoever's in the White House or, and, and we're not. We, we are, you know, things are affected, but we have so much uh, control over our countenance, where we place our thoughts, what kind of, how we show up on the planet. How we show up on the, how we show up on the planet day by day. I love that, Malia. So ladies and gentlemen, our listeners, we're so glad to have you with us. If you are in a state of divine discontent, if you are sailing right now without a destination, if you're on a train and the conductor's coming down the aisle looking for your ticket and you can't find the destination, you may be stuck, mentally stuck. Malia Jacobs excels at helping people get unstuck and making radical shifts in their life, always for the better. So Suzanne, if you would be so kind, give out the numbers and let people call up if they so desire and ask about their current situation. And let's hear what Malia Jacobs has to say to them. From anywhere, you can call area code 425-373-5527. If you're in Western Washington, you can call toll free at 1-888-298-5569. Let's take a break. 
we're running a little late, so we do want to make time over the balance of our hour to uh, have you talk to Malia Jacobs. She is powerful. We are Manson Mitchell. Malia is our guest. The phone lines are open, and you have tuned in just to the right place at this point in your life, the home of Alternative Talk in Seattle, AM 1150. preceding audio was via a Skype call. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world-famed, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 a.m. or streaming live from your computer anywhere. It's pouring rain. It's real dark outside. Your heart starts beating really, really fast. You've never done anything so hard in your life. This is boot camp. This is the real thing now. It's such extreme pain, you don't understand how you can finish. I began to feel that there was no way I was ever going to have my title, U.S. Marine. It takes special inner strength, courage, and desire to do this. I was just thinking, I'm so close, I'm so close. And when I, I finished, I was like, I'm done, I did it. The moment I will never forget is when this drill instructor that I admire so much comes up to me straight in front of me, put her arm on my shoulder and said, good morning, Marine. PFC Summer Volkman became a Marine. Can you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. The few. The proud, the Marines. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell. Often frightened, unenlightened. Sail on, sailor. Thank you, Beach Boys. Not a very well-known Beach Boys song, but a fun one. We are talking with Malia Jacobs today. Malia, we've got some people on the line who want to talk to you, but before we get to our first caller, I also want to make sure that we get out your um, website and any way that people can connect with you. Great. Awesome. 
Um, website is my name. Pretty simple. It's MaliaJacobs.com. M-A-L-E-A-H-J-A-C-O-B-S.com. And I have a Facebook group called Intuitiva, the Society. Totally free. There's lots of content, lots of information, hot seat sessions that's been going for years. And that's the best place to go to get a good sense of my work and uh, a like-minded community of others. Very good. Very good. What's this book I hear about? Your book, you say? Oh, I'm going to be finishing it up tomorrow, the manuscript. Everything else is good to go. It's called right. As Above, So Below, What That Really Means and How You Can Use It to Live the Life of Your Dreams. Oh, I love that. That's the topic of our next interview, by the way. <laughs> awesome. It's available for, for pre-sale on my website. Malia, is there any information you need from the callers other than their name and where they're calling from? Or, or is there something no. else you need? Is that I, good enough? Just name and age. That's my intake process. So, and then I prep, even for the long, six-hour-long sessions that I do or the two-hour-long sessions, my intake is name and age. That's it. And just tell me what number to call. And well, I'll, I didn't, I'll tell you all about your life. <laughs> we didn't have uh, Mike ask people's ages, so we'll ask oh, them when we, when we get on the phone. Okay. And so that's fine. Our first caller is Katie from Seattle. Katie, say hello to Malia Jacobs. She's got your name. What she needs is how old you are. And there goes Katie. Oh, <laughs> hello. Oh, hi, Katie. Oh, there, she's there. I'm here. <laughs> it gets scary Katie? when you mention age. My name is, I got yeah. <laughs> Don't ask a woman her age. Um, my name is Katie, and my age is 40. 40, okay. Um, livelihood is what's uh, on tap for you and top of mind for you. Um, I'm just going to do how I do with my regular clients, and this is what a session looks like. It's live time. Um, livelihood is a hot topic for you. There's a bunch of dollar signs around that, so um, expect more money to be flowing in. Um, and being a good fiscal steward of the money that does come in is also a very timely thing, like knowing what's coming in and what's going out. Checks and balances. Do you, do you, know, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes or yes? I do, yes. Okay. And then um, opportunity uh, is coming your way in the form of media exposure, um, which is great. I work with highly visible people to help turbocharge their lives and livelihoods. So if, and you're local, if you want to come over to the house, so we could talk more about the media exposure opportunities that are coming your way because they're big. Do you know about these things already? Because I feel like you know about a couple, but then there's like way more where that came from. Yes? Yes, there's at least one on the horizon and several that I'm working on. Fab, wonderful. You've got great um, name recognition, brand recognition. So it's a matter of dialing that up. And then one useful exercise that I invite you to entertain the idea of trying on. I never uh, assign homework or anything. And that's to imagine a, a neon open sign. And you're raising that mm. really high up, like five, six. 10, 20 miles up into the sky. I talk a lot about this little thing I came up with. It goes like this, insulate, elevate, radiate, repeat. So the insulate is insulating your mind and your body and your spirit and all that stuff so you are whole and intact with good boundaries. Elevate means elevating your consciousness. And then when you're radiating on camera, mm -hmm. on the radio, 
you're radiating, and then you repeat the whole process. And you may spend some of your time in the insulate and elevate, insulate, elevate, insulate, elevate, insulate, elevate, and then you radiate. So the radiate is, you know, pulling that, um, the cord to raise the flag of that big, gigantic, open for business neon sign that you're going to put up in the sky in your imaginal world, in your imagination, which is the most powerful part of the human body six inches between our ears. So that's one very useful tool that is going to um, really pave the way for your um, visibility to uh, go up and up and up and up and up. Also, um, mentally rehearsing the on-camera appearances and the logos. I'm seeing logos fly past my third eye right now of, Hmm. you know, top uh, media outlets, and media darling, you're a media darling, and you're headed to become more of a media darling. So be reaching out to your PR and publicity contacts. And I've got some if you want to get in touch with me. Malia at maliajacobs.com uh, is my email, and uh, I can Thank you. direct you in the right direction with, um, you know, Selena Sue is a great PR publicist person um, that I've had, you know, been mentored by myself and. I've got some got some introductions and contacts uh, for you specifically, so don't be afraid to reach out for sure. Thank you, thank yeah, you so much. Of we we work uh, of we we do work with publicists. So if it's how does it's it get better of, than this? <laughs> well, you had me at media darling, so I thought okay, I'd like to find out more about this Katie Poison. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to get in touch with Manson Mitchell after afterwards, Miss Katie. <laughs> That's right, MansonMitchell.com. Thank you so much. Well, You're thank so you, Katie. Excellent call. Thank you. I wish you all the best. Thank that you. Sounds... Take care, everybody. Good. Excellent first call. Excellent, hey. excellent. The next person's from out of the state of Washington. We have Ann calling from Charlestown, Indiana. And say hello to Malia Jacobs, and you'll need to give her your age. <laughs> Hi, Malia. This is Ann, and I'm 56. 56. Hi, Ann. Okay. Hi. Ooh, dollar signs. Everybody's got the dollar signs. I uh, do a lot of, you know, helping people with their livelihood. So instead of job jail, it's livelihood. So your livelihood is totally popping, and there's a lot of dollar signs, and you know where they're coming from, and expect more. Being glad, expectation of more money, more money, more money. Money's not a dirty word. It simply makes us more of who we are. So if you're happy, you're going to be happier with more money to be philanthropic, which you've got that big heart. You're a generous giver. Um, You get to also uh, work that left side of the uh, muscle, that uh, receiving uh, side, where it's like an open palm. Ask and you shall receive is a two-part process. So you've been asking and you've been receiving, and you get to receive even more and even more, and increase your bliss quotient. And how, how do you increase your bliss quotient, you might ask? When the goods, these opportunities, money, media exposure, if that's what your jam is, if that's what you um, are desirous of, being glad, expectation of it, and keep breathing in through the nose, out through the nose, when things are getting great. Um, and that's how you sustain that bliss quotient. And you, we want to ensure that you're having higher highs and higher lows. So it's not like going from the, like the monk jumping from mountaintop to mountaintop to mountaintop, and we're not bypassing stuff. 
it's the full sloppy pie of the you know spectrum of life, the human condition life. So we still want your you know your peaks to be higher and your valleys to be higher too, or the peak of the wave and the trough of the wave. We want big wave surfing, and then you're going to dump out of it. And we must have the contrast to appreciate the the highs and the not so highs. But we definitely want your highs, your lows to be higher too. So expect that and increase that bliss quotient by breathing and sustaining that feeling because your life is changing. And when the good stuff starts to happen, sometimes we can get freaked out and that's when we self-sabotage and the upper limit thing happens. And so sometimes it's our thinking, sometimes we get laryngitis before a speaking engagement. Um, I feel like you are desirous of increasing your impact, your ripple effect on the planet. So a woman after my own heart, that's fabulous. Keep on keeping on. That's definitely happening. And there are two opportunities that you are looking into or considering. I don't know if these are hires or these are JV partnerships or what that is livelihood related. So do you know what I'm talking about? It doesn't. Yeah, I don't need. Okay, great. So the first one, just you, you know what the first one is, right? So you don't tell me anything. Just number one, you know what that is. That to me feels like a path. It's a not now thing. It's a not timely thing. And I think you already know that. Yes. Uh huh. Okay, so number two, yep. that's all systems go. Thumbs up. Yep, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Does that resonate? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> we'll see him ahead on number two. All righty. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Do you have any questions about any other er- your health? Um, that's yes. kind of private. <laughs> yes. Um, well, it, the whole family, really. Oh, I, I, whole... I, find, I find myself to be very anxious about that. Okay, so that is speaking to the um, future tripping, meaning what if and what, how come and what about and what happens if. And so be mindful, be mindful, be mindful about leaning back and being in that posture where you're open to receive insight, wisdom, so your higher self can be your guide. We've, we've all got access what I'm accessing. I've just been accessing it for 24 years for the benefit of other people and animals. Um, so you've got that, and that can be your guide. Absolutely. So get with that still small voice within, and you know and you knower that you know exactly what gets to be done with the family and the health. And I see some, um, I see the word toxicity. So mm-hmm. there are there's some boundary failure within the family uh, within the family, and I see there's more than there's a handful. There's like five in the family, or somewhere four or five family members. Is that on point there? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a household. It's a household of people, and it's, yeah. they're bumping up into one another, and like lo- the locks on the door, one a lock being removed or a door being removed. So that is either a metaphor or. or actual thing that's happened that is um, not allowing privacy for that person or maybe being too intrusive, and it might be you that is feeling intruded upon. So remember that no is a complete sentence. You do not have to qualify or justify your no. It's just no. You don't have to say, no, I don't want to do this because I blah, 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 blah. That's just being more in the problem. You get to just say no. Do not disturb unless your hair is on fire. And even then, I would guess it. (laughs) You set the tone by modeling good boundaries and good um, 
Yeah, good intact boundaries and knowing where you end and other people begin. You set the tone. They're looking to you to set the tone in this household. Yes? Yes. Yeah. So we, we, we all need you. We all need you on the planet to show up and show out full tilt in your high holy purpose on the planet, which is uh, your multi-potentialite. I forget who coined that phrase. The woman's name, I forget it, but you're a multi potentialite. So for you, sometimes it's overwhelming. Like, I, there's so many things I could be doing. I don't, I, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Which one's the next indicated thing? Find a runway, set her down. And if you're at all confused, then get with me and I will help you sort out more specifically the health and the livelihood opportunities and things like that. Oh, I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Of course. Thank you for calling, Anne. Thank you, Anne. To be a multi-potentialite is way better than being a rabid anti-dentite. And I'm dating myself. And I'm going back to Seinfeld years for yeah. that one. <laughs> I like the higher highs and the higher lows because I sometimes feel like when we are having a higher high, we feel like there needs to be a corresponding low to go with that. And that's not necessarily the case. Your valleys can be a little bit higher than they have been in the past. So I like the way you said that, Malia. We have Sharon calling from Port Townsend. Ah. Sharon, say hello to Malia Jacobs. And how old are you, my dear? All right. How old is 59? 69. 69. Okay. Um, There's a lot going on in your life, Sharon, around your home. Your home, the domicile. That's what I see. I see words and phrases and senses. Um, I feel things in my physical body. Um, it feels like you are feeling stuck, trapped at the domicile. So wherever you're living, wherever you're, uh, whatever place you're inhabiting right now, it doesn't feel um, entirely safe to you. It doesn't feel entirely um, stable. It doesn't feel, and so your impulses, as a result, and, and I'm starting to feel some of it because that's how I work, um, a little cagey, a little like, uh, a little, uh, like you're off your game is what it feels like to me. Does that, is that making sense to you? Do you know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I do. So you get get out, you can get out, <laughs> go, go, go out into nature, nature's your cathedral, you're going to get some great insights when you get outside and you get some perspective, and we're all too close to our own canvas. I'm too close to my own canvas. That's why I have paid professionals and my inner core counsel and on and on and on, friends and family and all that stuff. It takes many to create one. So get with your inner core counsel people, your true blue sister friends, your, you know, it could be a paid professional or two. Um, My sense is that you're not in a place to invest in yourself in that way, so it's going to be your sister friends, your uh, your inner core counsel that is not paid professional, and maybe it is one paid professional, that will give you the insight that we can't see because we're in our own bodies and in our own minds. So it will give you some perspective and then tools and strategy, strategy to exit this situation. I feel like you're in um, in a partnership and in a situ- in a predicament, you're in a predicament, and it feels very heavy, and it feels like you would be best served by um, having a exit plan, exit strategy, and a, someone who knows about that exit strategy, and some things put into place 
to support you as you do make that graceful exit. Does this make sense to you? Um, are you talking about exit from the home or from a mindset or, I, or a belief system? It, it could be all of the above. Definitely how you've been thinking about and how you've been interacting with people in the domicile. So either you're going to rise up and a rising tide lifts all of the houseboats. A rising <laughs> and tide what? A, a rising tide lifts all the houseboats. Lifts lift all the... I live in a all houseboat. The boats. All I, the boats. I, I, yeah, all the boats. I live in a houseboat um, in Seattle, so I just change it to um, houseboat. But it's... It, saying goes, a rising tide lifts all boats, meaning, you know, water seeks its own level, or as I changed it, awesome seeks its own awesome. So a rising tide lifts all the houseboats. So as your consciousness shifts and you elevate your consciousness, insulate, elevate, radiate, repeat, the people around you in your immediate orbit, they can't not be affected. They must rise to the occasion or fall away. As you go for good, all that's not the truth of you will fall away. So you're being called for the great letting go of how you've been thinking about things, people, places, and things that are outside your control. What you're able to have control over and sovereignty over is your responsibility, your ability to respond to anything that comes your way. So remember, you're a lighthouse. Your architecture is such that the big waves can come and the big waves can go, but you're still there. You're still standing. You're still intact. Not only that, you're a beacon of light into the world. Oh, thank you. Of course. Thank you for calling, thank you. Sharon. <laughs> Does that make sense? Best of luck with all that. I do well, have yes, a yeah. kind of a specific question. Sure. I'm working on a book. It involves a lot of a certain amount of solitude, and I'm having a hard time yeah. working on it as much as I think I should. Yeah, it's the... A freneticness around the domicile. It's not, it doesn't feel conducive to your being creative like that. So when you said, I'm working on a book, I just got, yes, all caps, work on the book. Oh my goodness, work on the book, do the book, do the book, do the book. That's your thing, that's your platform, that's your, that's your way to transcend and rise up and with grace and ease and effortlessness, all good things. And go to the woods so you can get that um, inspiration. And if you want to find a co-working situation or go to the library and get out of the home, you know, there's too many distractions at home. And then you don't get the work done, and then that harsh inner critic is going on, and then you're telling yourself stuff that's not kind. So stop being mean to my friend, Sharon, and be nice to yourself. And remember, you're doing the best you can with what you got. So is everybody around you bless their heart and kick their butt, some of them, and you stay in your lane, and you get to have those good, intact boundaries. And remember, you're perfect, you're whole, and you are complete, and everything in your life is here to serve you. And when you rise up, it's going to help all of us. So we need you full tilt, fully shining, fully showing up and showing out at 100%. So whatever you must do or you want to do to, to that end, by all means, full throttle, do it. Thank Excellent. you, Sharon. Thank you, Sharon, for the call. And thank you, Malia. The people that we didn't get to, we apologize. We ask you to call back another time or connect with Malia directly at maliajacobs.com. 
And we look forward to getting your book when it's done, Malia, and having you back on our show. That would be Fabulous. great. Thank you so much, both of you. And thank you for all the callers and everything. Wonderful. Yes, wonderful callers today. Stay tuned. We have Jupiter, Jupiter Rising. Rising. That means Eileen Grimes and our buddy Doug Johnston. And we will be back next Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific, right here at Seattle's home of Alternative Talk, AM 1150. In the meantime, have yourselves a great Labor Day weekend, everyone. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.